Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to start at verse 12, page 1119. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Pete. So we are thankful for people who have had such great influence over our lives and for the mother church who take, takes care of us, takes care of us, um, and especially to our mums. Um, and let's recognize that it's important to say thank you to our parents as well. Now, I find it really interesting. Whenever I meet a child, I can almost instantly know who their parents are, um, which can be quite worrying for some parents. But I find it such a blessing. And if we could have our presentation up. Um, because there is something about certain children that you can recognize something about their parents. Now, does anybody know who this child is? <laughs> Go on, Catherine. Who's this? Lourdes, to be precise. Uh, Lourdes. Does anybody know who her mum is? Who's her mum? Uh, Sophie. Madonna, there we go. You're absolutely right. It's Madonna. Now, I don't know about you, but they look pretty familiar. They look very similar to each other. They have quite the same kind of nose. Uh, I think she inherited her mum's eyebrows. Not necessarily a good thing. Great, so that's all it is. Next one we have is, who knows who this is? Liza Minnelli. Absolutely fantastic. Now, who knows who her famous mum is? Yes. Judy Garland. Let's have a look. Brilliant. My, my, don't they look familiar? All very similar. Again, a very similar nose, quite similar shaped eyes. Great. All right, next up we have, does anybody know who this is? <laughs> All you film geeks should know. Uh, Cooley. Kate Hudson. Yeah, this is uh, the beautiful Kate Hudson. Does anybody know who her famous mum is? Anybody know who her famous mum Yes, I can't see who you are. Hiya. Goldie Horn. Let's have a look. Da, 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 da. Goldie Horn. I don't know about you. But they look pretty same. They've got the same hair, again, kind of same nose, same smile. And from afar, you could probably tell, that even if you didn't know who Goldie Horn was, if you saw those two people together, you would have thought, oh, they're, they're related. There's something about the way that they look that's very similar. And lastly, we have... Oh, um, does anybody know who that is? Her husband is a famous multi-billionaire, owns several hotels in the world. Not Miss Trump, no. It is. It's Kathy, I think her name is, Kathy Hilton. And 
Her daughter is Paris. Yes, have a look. They are the spitting image. Their nose, their lips. My goodness. Down a dark alley, you'd never know the difference. I think we might have one more. Okay, this one might not be so familiar, um, but she has a very famous daughter. Uh, her name is Tina Knowles. The, the, the clues in the surname. Oh, yeah, well done, Tim. I'm quite surprised by that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. It's Beyonce Knowles. And, gosh, spitting image once again. So there's something about certain family members, especially children and parents, that they have very similar features and physical characteristics. In our reading today, um, Paul talks about not just our physical, but some of the gifts and skills that God has for his children. The, and how do people recognize that you are a child of God is by some of the characteristics that Paul outlines. Now, I'm going to need a, a male volunteer, please. Oh, bless you, uh, Elora. Not quite a male. But thanks for volunteering. That was so enthusiastic. Uh, is that Max? Nice one, Max. Come on up. Thank you very much, Max. So there are some physical attributes, and there are also some characteristics that are part of who you are that people recognize as being associated with God. Max. The first attribute, if you stand with your arms out like a scarecrow, brilliant. The first attribute is compassion. Uh, you might want to put that arm down because you could be here for some time. Brilliant. Compassion. Um, and I want you to tell you a story of when I was about six and I was playing blind man's buff. Where basically you're blindfolded, you get spun around, you take your blindfold off and you've got to go find your friends in the dark. It's a great game. Kids, try it when you go home. And, and I remember being so dizzy, I spun around and then I bumped into the wall and knocked out my front tooth. Of course that's going to happen. You've been blindfolded, you've been spun around, it's dark. I bumped the door and knocked out my front tooth, and boy, did I cry. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And my mum came up to me and was like, oh, what's the matter? What's going on? I was like, oh, I knocked out my front tooth. There's blood everywhere, tears everywhere, snot everywhere. Looked very attractive. Um, but the thing that I remember most about that is my mum did this very strange thing. And I don't know if it's just my mum or if all the mums do this, but she then turned around and went, Naughty wall! Naughty, naughty wall! It starts hitting the wall. And I was like, I've been paid here. <laughs> Beating up the wall. What's going on? Um, but as a child, what I recognized was that mum tried her best to try and take away my pain through showing compassion. In, a, in my mind, the, it's the wall's fault that I've got no tooth and that I'm bleeding. But actually, it was my fault for spinning around and being a bit silly. But the compassion that some parents and some people show is this understanding of your pain and just wanting to re relieve it. And there was just something about that character that I absolutely love. Wanting to relieve your suffering and your pain. And that's compassion. And that's something that we all will learn to have. The second thing that Paul talks about... 
from. If your arms ache, then you can just move them. <laughs> like I say, we're here for a while. Brilliant. The second one is kindness. Um, again, I've got to tell you, I'm going to hear a lot of stories from me today. Um, when I was a student at university, and Jamie will testify to this, all you really eat is pasta and pesto for about three months of your life. And boy, could I not wait to go home to a nice cooked meal. And every time I came home for the weekend, um, I would come with an empty bag, wise words, come with an empty bag, and every time I came home, mum, it was guaranteed that mum would cook my favourite meal. And as soon as I got home, it was there. And my favourite meal, for all those who want to know, is macaroni cheese. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Max, isn't it good? Oh, mum makes the best macaroni cheese. Guaranteed, macaroni cheese would be on the dinner table. Not only that, she'd probably make up little boxes of food that will last me for another three months. It was great, I loved it. But mum showed such kindness. Um, and saying it to me, it's okay to be me. Don't worry about it yet. You're doing a great job at university. You're working really hard. And be proud of who you are. And for that, I am generous and happy. I want to give you something that means a lot to you and showed me undying kindness. Yeah, love it. Next one. I'll get used to that. Humility. Let's stick it on the leg. Brilliant. Humility. Yeah. Humility is kind of about being humble. Um, I remember being young, a long time ago, and coming home from school and kids laughing at me um, because I was a bit different. And I'm still a bit different and kids still laugh at me, but for different reasons. Um, <laughs> and as a child in school, I didn't understand why people were laughing at me, because I thought I was perfectly normal, which I am, um, but to them, I was something completely different. My mum said, you know what, this is how God has made you. You need to be proud of that. And it's an absolute blessing. And there is, only, there is nobody in the world like you. Uh, and that just made me feel so happy. I'm glad there's only one D in the world. I don't think you could cope with two. But that is the grace and blessing of God. Next one. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, stick up on the other leg. Max, you're doing a great job. How are your arms? Tired. <laughs> Sorry. Right, we'll stick it stick in the air. I'll sit that on there. Brilliant. Okay, you can rest. Stand down, soldier, stand down. Okay, meekness. For me, meekness is about being gentle or having a gentle spirit. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, visiting a house group, and there's a wonderful lady there who I said, there's only two people in the world that I know that have such a gentle spirit, and you are one of them. And there's something about gentleness that completely changes everything around you. There's something about a gentle spirit that calms everything down, that just makes you feel so warm and so welcomed and so at home. And I know here at St. Dee's, first time I visited, that was something that I definitely noted, was this warm and welcoming feeling that I got from everyone and that I'm still getting, praise God. 
But there is something about a gentle spirit that changes things around you. Next, Paul talks about patience. I'm going to stick it on here. Stuck on your hair. Yeah, leave it. Thanks, Max. Um, <laughs> sorry, Carp family. You might have to do some shaving later. Um, patience. It's very funny, actually. In the car on the way out um, here this morning, my mum said to me, Ah, oh, Danelia is such a patient woman. I was like, Really? I honestly don't feel it. I never feel that I am patient. Um, and patience is something that I've actually learned from my mum and something that I've learned from other people, and I think could be a gift from God. But again, there's something about patience that calms people down. There's something about stopping and waiting to receive as well as to bless. Yeah, we see the effects of patience on other people when we are patient. When you are patient as a parent with your children, you see the effect. And when you're not patient. I, I used to babysit a long time ago. And um, I would give uh, this child sort of 10 minute warning that we're going to go to the park in 10 minutes. So she's got 10 minutes to get her shoes on. And she would do everything but put her shoes on. She would start coloring in, she'd start making her bed, she'd start playing with all her toys. And I'm like, oh, hey, hey, whoa. Now we've got five minutes. You're going to have to speed this up because we're going to run out of time. And again, just carried on with her business. And I just didn't, I just didn't understand. Like, children have no concept of time at all. Um, and then I was like, okay, now we're actually going to be late. How can we rectify this situation? And she said, do you know what? All you need to do is wait for me. And I was like, I've been doing that for ten minutes. <laughs> what are you doing? But just that, just that simple, those simple words, just wait for me. And I did, and she did it in her own time. I didn't realize at the time that she couldn't actually do her shoelaces, which is why she couldn't put on her shoes. But there was just something about being patient and waiting for her in her time, own time for us to go out. And there's something about that, with, I think, with God. Sometimes we wait and wait and feel like nothing is going on. And then we're so eager to rush in and put on our shoes ourselves when in fact God is saying, I've got it. I've got it under control. Just be patient. Uh, Paul also talks about forgiveness. Um, In Matthew 18, Peter says to Jesus, how many times am I supposed to forgive my brother when he sins me? Sin does a sin or sins me. And Peter says, as many as seven times, Jesus? And Jesus says, not as many as seven. In fact, 70 times seven. And for Peter, that was a number that is just unimaginable. That's like me saying to you, infinity to the square root of infinity times infinity by the power of two. I I, I don't even know what that looks like. It's just unnumberable amounts of times. And my mom, again, wise old lady that she is, says something to me all the time. And she says, if one person does you a thousand things that are wrong, and you feel like they have wronged you, but they do one good thing, you are to take that one good thing 
and cover up those a thousand things that they've done. Because they have blessed you with that one good thing, regardless of all the thousand things that they've done. It's that one good that will change your life, that will make a difference. Are you okay? Okay, brilliant. And that's the act of forgiveness. And lastly, this is my favorite one. Paul says, above all, above all of this, you need to wrap yourself up. You're wondering where it was. (laughs) Wrap yourself up in love. Just like this. Oh, breathing. There we go. I'll take this off your head. You might want to hold your breath. Ready? To wrap yourself up in love. Because love is the thing that covers all of these things. It's the thing that's most important. It's the thing that changes everything around you. I remember an advert, strangely enough, um, of a fairy liquid advert. And you might know the theme tune. Hands that do dishes that are as soft as your face. It's mild green fairy liquid. Oh, I loved it. They got rid of it. It's a shame. And I just remember these, these beautifully manicured hands with soap suds on them. And she was like, oh, my hands are so lovely and soft. And she gives her, her child a big hug. And I thought, well, you obviously hadn't heard of washing machines, have you? Or dishwashers or rubber gloves. Um, but there was this aspect of her, just, of her child running towards her and giving her a big hug because she loved her so much. And Paul says... To wrap yourself up in love. Above all of this, above forgiveness and humility and kindness and compassion, it's the love. And Jesus said, how will they know that you are my disciples? Because of the love you have for each other. How do we know that we are part of the body of Christ? Because of the love we have for each other. And with our armor that HE talked about last week, with our shield of faith and our breastplate and our belt and our helmet and our sword all that with love my gosh guys we've already won we've already won the battle because we are so prepared we are so ready because it's the love of God that lives and dwells and breathes and is in us that people when our building begins to smile that people will see How will they know? Because of the love you have for each other. Thanks a lot, Max. Good job, good job. Yeah, you can read them all off. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much that you have given us a spirit of love and of compassion and of kindness and humbleness, humility and patience. And Father, as we come before you, we pray that our armor is ready and strong, that you show us your way, that we draw closer to you, and that we appreciate every single person who has had a mothering influence over our lives, whether that's our biological mums, or those who just love to care. Father, thank you so much that you loved us first so that we can love others. 
In your name I pray. Amen. And thank you, Max. You can take those. Oh, no, I love them. Cheers. And as a way of just saying thank you to our mums and to those who care for us, I think we're going to hand out some little posies of flowers. I'm not quite sure where they are. Um, so if you are a child and you have your parent here, please can you come up and grab a posy. And if you recognize any of the attributes that Paul's been talking about in people here today, then I want you as well to grab a posy and hand it to that person. Oh, he stepped on me.